We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to DFS Pregame Show here on Roto-Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper. AKA Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and it's Thursday. What happened in NBA yesterday? I have no idea. I didn't play. I know there was news, right? We had Fred Van Vliet out, right? Harden was out, right? So we had all those cheap uh, nets. Uh, what else happened? I don't know. I was I was I was I was looking through looking through the Twitter stuff, right? It was a 10-game slate, and uh I'd want to deal with late swap. It was like seven and seven thirty, and I was doing something at eight o'clock. So it's like I just I what I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to bother. You don't ha- you do not have to play every day. No, no, I know, I know. That's probably the antithesis of roto grinders, right? Come here every day and get your information, get your projections, get your ownership, and so it makes it very easy. Five ten minutes, you could play every day if you want, but you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to hit every slate all the time. You don't have to. So I don't. Okay. If I'm not if I'm not going to be 100% all into a slate, I'd rather sit it out. Maybe maybe that's a leak. Maybe I should maybe I should be playing every slate regardless, but I don't. Okay, so I don't know how what you guys do in the YouTube chat. I see you guys in there. Good morning, good morning, people. Infamous Taksuki Singh, Daniel Hutchins, Hog Lawrence, Alexanti, Monster, Monster O One, the first monster. Give the, give those thumbs ups in the morning. You know you know me. I like the thummy thumbs. It helps us out apparently. Right. I don't get paid by thumbs ups, but I get told we should get more thumbs ups, thummy thumbs and the ups and downs and the likes and the subscribes and the notification bells. Click everything. Click everything that you want. But uh, we have a lot of regulars in here in the YouTube chat. I'm assuming they play every day. Right. I don't necessarily play every day. I don't necessarily play the same things even every day. Right. Sometimes on shorter slates, it's like, uh, why, why play 50 lineups in a large field? I'll play the $400 single entry or whatever, whatever, whatever it is. The $200 single entry or the $600, you know, multi, you know, like the smaller field thing. And then some days it's just like, no, I want to play 80, 80 lineups. And I'm playing 40 into the $15 one. I'm playing 20 into the, 
into the, the the four the 20 max and then the zone five dollar contest i got 20 entries into that sometimes i'm doing that right depending depending on how i feel uh typically it's more more due to how much how much edge i think i have in my line of constructions i'm more likely to play like when it, i the larger contests have the have the weakest field so i i typically am drawn to those but the more lineup combinations where it's like I think I think there are several players that are going over-owned and a lot going under-owned and a lot of different types of constructions that could win this that people aren't playing. And I'm more likely to say, well, I want to play them all. So that's why I would want to play more lineups. I do that in MMA also. So like the, the last slate, uh, the slate that we had in MMA, not that that if you weren't paying attention to MMA, we had a slate a while ago or two weeks ago, something like that, with the two underpriced, that, that there were cancellations and then two guys were priced you know, they were underdog price, but they were huge favorites that were going to be massively owned. And that just led to so much duplication. If you just jammed in high price guys, that I thought there was a lot of edge until leaving a lot of money on the table. So I played more lineups because of that. So I thought there would be a lot more edge because of that situation. Then on certain slates where it's like, well, the guys that should be owned are being owned and the guys that should be low, that should be low owned are low owned. Like, like I don't, I don't see that many combinations of like, yeah, I'd love to play 150 combinations. Yeah, sure. And then try to get as unique as possible, which I, I tend to do very fairly well uh, on, on these large field MMA uh, contests. But, you know, when I see that, I, I'm, I'm going to be playing lineups that are going to be very similar. Maybe maybe it's a little bit harder to be unique uh, in, in the right ways. Then, then maybe I don't play 150 lineups. Do it any way you want. It could be just like, I don't feel good today and you don't want to play. Okay. Or you only want to play one lineup. It's perfectly fine. Right. Hug Lawrence says these days I take off one to two days every week to keep a better balance with the family. Yeah. Why not? You don't have to play every day, like during baseball season or something like that. Like, uh, like a lot of times during football season, I won't I won't play NBA or MLB, depending on what season, you know, what part of the season while football is. On. Right. So I'm not playing the 6 p.m. at night NBA slate on a football. So because I've already put in all my mental energy into football. I'm done. A lot of times I don't play the Sunday night showdown. So I'm done. I'm done. I've, I've wake, woken up early, build my lineups. I've, I've watched red zone all day. I, I, I'm done with football. I, I, I don't, I don't need the showdown on Sunday as well. Sometimes I do that. And then sometimes I don't play MLB on, on Sunday mornings. Right. I just want to sleep in maybe, especially on, on Sundays for MLB. You'll have uh, you know, people have time, time off. Right. They'll, they'll sit the, the starting catcher. So, you know, Bryce Harper gets a day off, you know, and those types of Sundays. Uh, we, sometimes we don't get the lineups for the Sundays. You know, it's it's 12, it's 1240 and we still don't have like the 3 p.m. game lineups. It's like, do I want to deal with this? So I, I could just take Sunday off. I could just slide. I could sleep until noon and not worry about it. Right. So there's no reason why you can't do that. So I don't mind. Take, I don't mind taking days off from different sports, from different whatever. You don't have to play every contest. Uh, let's see. Toby Harris missed today's shoot around, uh, but he will play Thursday. Okay. We only got a two game slate today. Uh, I don't know what to talk about yesterday. I, 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 I really don't know what, what happened. I don't know what was going on. Looks like you needed LaMelo Ball. Looks like you needed Franz Wagner. Jalen Brunson. He was low owned. Jacob Pirtle. Terrence Mann. John Morant. Got those big body Keldon Johnson put up a decent score at low ownership. Who are the duds? We can take a look at the duds. 
was well, Patty Mills wasn't a dud. He had more than zero points. I mean, we don't have an updated point total on Brooklyn, apparently. But who didn't? Jokic put up zero point nine. That that that's obviously that's that's not possible. I don't think he needed Jokic. I think Jokic put only put up like fifty something points. You didn't need him, right? I guess I guess some of this stuff has to be updated. They haven't updated it this morning. Devin, Devin in the chat says one does not simply not play an MLB slate. I think out of out of all the sports, MLB is the most likely one that I don't mind playing, regardless. Like that, I don't, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need that much time. I don't need anything. Like I could show, I could show fifteen minutes before any MLB slate, and build competitive lineups, right? Like I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind it that much. And, and you don't have to worry about late swap as much. Occasionally, yes. Oh, this guy is oh, not going to be in the lineup. He's scratched. You have to replace him or something. Sometimes with the pitchers. Sometimes the pitchers expected to start, and it's not. It's going to be a bullpen game. Occasionally, you get that, but for the most part, I could you know if I I could show up to any MLB slate. But those Sunday slates, the, those those are the weird ones, right? Do, would I rather sleep in or play the MLB slate? Like when they're at night, I don't care, right? Or sometimes I uh, had those those Wednesday slates or Thursday slates where there's like, you know, it's a four game slate at 1 p.m. And then it's like a three game slate at 4 p.m. And then seven o'clock, there's like six games. And it's like, do you have to play all three slate? Do you have to? And a lot of times on this show, we'll build lineups for the 1 p.m. slate. It's like, OK, let's let's see what's going on for the 1 p.m. slate. And then, you know, seven o'clock comes around. I could I could OK, what teams are going to so what pitchers, what teams am I going to stack? Build me 20 lineups, build me 40 lineups, build me 150 lineups, whatever it is. Like, it's not that bad. It's much easier to do that. NBA, like, you, you have to be around. Like, yesterday, it's like 7 o'clock. You have to be you, – obviously, you're building lineups before that. It's 6.30, 6 o'clock. Then until the 10, 10.30 games start, you're, you have to be somewhat focused on what the hell's going on. MLB, not so much. And we'll be other than some of the West Coast lineups, the Angels, sometimes the Dodgers may not have their lineup in the Giants. But once they once all the lineups are in, it's like by pretty much by 730, you could just you could walk away. You, you don't have to do it. You have to do you don't have to do anything. And the, the, the types of lineups constructions that you're making in MLB are stack related. So, you know, you're not switching out one offs. You're not you're, you're so much easier to just say what stacks are under on what stacks are over on pitchers. You know, and just kind of poop out some lineups. Uh, let's see. Right, Daniel Hutchins says in MLB, the late swapping is relatively low stakes for the most part. And I've learned to skip the MLB slates with more than a few hours delta between the first and last game start time. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to like, oh, the Dodgers are good. The Dodgers are going to go under own, but we don't have their lineup. In. Right. And then next thing you know, you know, instead of, uh, Instead of uh, Will Smith being in a catcher, you had Austin Barnes and Chris Taylor's in instead of someone else. And then you have to start, you know, switching out all your lines. But most of the time, it's fine. And a lot of times, and a lot of times, yeah, Devin's right. Uh, You could almost get away with not swapping someone out if they're just not in the starting nine. I've had, well, I don't know about doing that. He said he's had when he's had random pitch hit. Uh, has more more points than the guy that started with. I think I'm I'm not necessarily into that, but I think leaving money on the table in MLB is much more viable because of the kind of more binary outcomes of players. 
MLB leaving money on the table. Typically, money equals production, salary. That you'd rather spend the you, you don't want to leave four thousand on the table because the guy that that's four thousand more expensive on raw points wise is going to probably score more, even if he even if he's overpriced. You're playing a four thousand dollar guy or an eight thousand dollar guy. The four thousand dollar guy could go you know six x for twenty four points. The eight thousand dollar guy could go four x and have more but have more points thirty two points. So you'd rather spend the money in baseball. Baseball, the worst case scenario, it's like, oh, Will Smith isn't in. Will Smith is uh, 4,600 a catcher, and Austin Barnes is 3,200. It's like, oh, well, now I have $1,400 left over to spend. Like, you could just global replace, and I don't think you're not really giving up much if you don't, if you don't want to because, you know, well, I'm going to spend another $1,400 at what? At, am I one-off outfielder? Well, the one that's going from, uh, what, a forty $4,200 one-off to a $5,600 one-off. Who would be a better player? It's like going from like a, like a Verdugo, Alex Verdugo to Juan Soto. It was like on any day, Juan Soto could have zero points, three points. And Alex Verdugo could hit two home runs. So like the price difference doesn't matter that much. So you're not making necessarily those types of swaps if you don't want to. Daniel Hodgins says MLB is so civil, civilized and NBA is for effing barbarians. <laughs> right, barbarians. But tonight we got tonight we got uh, we got a two game slate with the start times two and a half hours apart. I don't think we got well we got the Patrick Be- is Patrick Beverly going to play? We still got to figure out that Patrick Beverly, Jalen Noel, is he going to play? I had him in lineups before, and then I, play, I had to play Noel instead, and then it's not like now he's questionable. But looking at the current projections, let me put in all. I mean, essentially, Embiid is going to be like not so owned, right? And Patrick Beverly, 91% projected owned, assuming that he plays. Tobias Harris. So, I mean, it's going to be mostly Philadelphia, Minnesota type of, type of lineups, looks like. Not, not many Lakers, right? Because Davis is back, but not playing all the minutes. He's still got Westbrook there, right? Clay's back for the Warriors, but he's not playing like all the minutes. I think on two game slates, it's worthwhile to like that. This is maybe when you're more likely to use the stacks tool. Like if you want to play, if you want to play for like, like one game goes to double overtime and the other game gets always a blowout or something. If you want to do something like that, like I could see doing like, I'm going to play because you have to play three teams, right? You can't just play two teams. So you can play like four from one side and three from the other side. Right. And you do that in 100% of your lineups. Now, if you do it this way, it's going to give you the best projected lineup. I'm assuming we're going to get a lot of min- Philadelphia. You know, you're not going to get like four Lakers in your lineups in any of these lineups. If we do, let's say, let's say, let's say we do 40 lineups, right? If we do 40 lineups, I'm going to put, I'm going to even drop the salary down to like 47,000. So you don't necessarily need to spend all your salary, especially if you're playing a large field. You know, you, you still have some duplication issues. Number of unique players, right? We go through here. And let's say we do that. We do like four, three type. If you wanted, if you want to do it this way, you want to play seven players from one game and one player from the other game. So we build 40 lineups like this. What do they look like? Okay. So you're getting right one, two, three, four. Okay. Are we even getting them? Let's see. One, two, three, one, two, three. I mean, can it even fit in? I think maybe that's the problem. Because here's a four. 
Now this is in four three. What 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 am I doing wrong here? Right? Any four? Oh, I have to enable this. Okay. Well, then there. That was the problem. Right? To try to get seven players from one game in your lineups. Who knows what seven? Who knows? I'm just looking. I'm just trying to see. So here we go. So there's min- basically here's Minnesota, Golden State, and then you get Tobias Harris from the Philly Lakers game. Obviously, you can be sacrificing projection for doing this. So here we get Philadelphia. Do we get do we get anything from the do we get Philadelphia Lakers? It's just because the Lakers don't project well. That's why we're not like if we don't force them in, we're not going to be getting like look. Is there any lineups where it's like four Phillies? Four Phillies, four 76ers, and three Lakers. Avery Bradley. Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not gonna get many Lakers in here. Stanley Johnson as a one-off. So what do those lineups look like? So if we split these out, okay, so let's say we do this. We do 50%. We add another one. We do it, we do it by team. So we're gonna do four, three, any, any, it doesn't matter, 50-50. And we do this is one game. And this is the other game. So what this is going to have now, this is going to force 50% of the lineups to be the other game, at least. Right? If we did it all 100% on all the teams, it'll be like, well, whatever projects the best. And it turns out the Minnesota Golden State game projects the best when you're trying to jam in seven players from the same game. Now this is going to force it that 50% of my lineups have to be Lakers 76ers, 4-3. So let's see what those lineups even look like. Right. Right. So we got 260 is the top lineup that like stacks the, the Minnesota Golden State game. But let's try to find okay. So we've got 260 here. I'm assuming we can get we're gonna get like 20 lineups up before we even get to the first of the other game. Two so okay, here's 260. Oh, 254. Okay, so not that not that as dramatic as I thought. And then you use Patrick Beverly as the one-off from the other game. Using LeBron, Anthony Howard. Then you use Tybal, Corkvis, Harris, and Bede. All right, okay, so there's one lineup like that. Here's 251. And you're using like all backups, right? Anthony, Bradley, Monk. This would be more like a Philadelphia blowout, right? But you can make lineups like this. I mean, on a two-game slate, this is more in line of how you should be thinking. One game, dud. The other game, great. And maybe you don't do maybe you don't do four three, maybe do three three, maybe three. I mean, maybe try different combinations. But I think on two game slates, more likely if we see if we go by just the pure optimal, right? We see Philadelphia one two three four and Minnesota, right? You get four Philly, two Minnesota, assuming Beverly plays, and two Golden State. Not much, not, not many of the Lakers. Obviously, they project the worst out of the bunch for their prices. But it's like if you're going to play four four 76ers, like there are going to be people that are going to be playing a lot of Sixers without Lakers. And then maybe there might be people that are playing multiple Timberwolves without Warriors. So maybe the way to get more unique is to combine those together, even if you obviously have to sacrifice projection to do so. So the top projected lineup by doing this, just pure optimal is 268. But remember, it's a two-game slate. If you're playing a large field contest, you're going to have to drop a lot of projection to start getting different. So I wouldn't mind on this slate dropping 30 points in projection. 
you're pretty much you're, you're playing you're playing for blowout type of situations. One game is good, the other game sucks. Or both games blow out and you have the winning teams on both teams. Right. You could do the I'm gonna play the Sixers and the Timberwolves, and then barely from anyone on the other side of the games. Those are the two winning teams that put up big scores, and the other side of the game sucks. And by the fourth quarter, the backups. You could do that. But that's how I would think about it in two game slates. And in large field, caring more about like uniqueness than, than projection would matter more. Oh, let's see. Go through the YouTube chat. Daniel says on the two game slate, the questionables become so much more critical. Unfortunately, Beverly is in the late game. That's correct. Especially since he's going to project well. Right. And he's cheap. So like in the late game, if you don't play him, if he's out, obviously you could plug in Noel if Noel plays. But the guys underneath him, like you put in Malik Beasley, because you'll need a guard spot. These are these will be guard spots. So Gary Payton, I mean, you're dealing with a lot of guys underneath him that aren't even going to play 20 minutes. But if you're leaving money on the table, like then you could just go up to like Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole, or something like that. Not every lineup you're going to be spending 50K. You could, you could, you could leave 2,000, 3,000 on the table for this, for this slate. Right, Hoglarn says that's usually how I attack two-game NFL slates, more likely to onslaught the better game. Right. You play seven guys from one game, and obviously you need one guy from the other game. Right? That's still a thing on DraftKings, right? You have to play three, te- three players from three teams. You can't just play two teams in the same line. We can't go 4-4. Four, four. That's the case, and you just do all eight players from one game and no one from the other game. You could do that also. If if you, I don't think you're allowed to do that. And then you don't have to necessarily worry about negative correlations. Like I think on two game slates, it's a, the opportunity cost is low because there aren't any options, and a lot of people don't do it. Right? It's like, oh, how do you play the center and the backup center? Well, not many people are going to. Not many people are going to do it because they're used to not doing it. But at their prices, maybe that is optimal. That gets you more unique. I'm not going to play the point guard and the backup point guard. Like, why not? Daniel Hutchins says, I think it's just two games on DK. So as long as you play players from two different games. So I could play. F- so that still doesn't mean you can't, st- you can't stack the game for four. So you could play four. You could play four Sixers, four Timberwolves. And it's two teams, but it's two separate games. I typically don't play NBA slates that are this small. So like, I, I don't, I, t- I don't get into the situation. Typically I'm building. You're putting three teams in. That's as far as I remember. And you have to do that for soccer, right? So I'm used to that for soccer. You have to play, you have to play even on a two game slate. You have to play three teams. So I don't know what are we gonna what are we gonna do for uh, for tonight's two game slate? Who knows what's gonna happen, right? We may get the Beverly news early. Maybe Embiid sits, right? It'll be one of those games, like oh, Embiid sits for no parries. Toby Harris is expected to play, but he doesn't. Right, someone, so, someone's out, not even on the report. Curry sits for no reason. I mean, we don't. It's NBA. We have no idea. <sighs> so what else? What, what else is new in the YouTube chat? We a short show today. What else? What's, what else can we talk about? It's a two-game slate. Programming note, by the way, tomorrow no show. There's no show tomorrow. I will be headed to St. Louis tomorrow. I'll be there for the weekend, so there will be no show tomorrow morning. But Tonight, 
If you're a Roto-Grinders premium member, and you can do that by clicking on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. Uh, if you're in the Discord, which you should be, I have my own channel in there. I have my own dedicated channel in the Discord for you, for premium members. Blenders Game Theory. And you could, we could talk about whatever you want there. I'm, I'm, I'm in there to answer anything. So you post something, I answer. And then other people chime in. We have discussions. And we also do group coaching. So a lot of people have always asked me, like they, they buy the Theory of DFS course, right? You can get a theoryofdfs.com. They're like, do you do private coaching? And I say, I never, I always say no. Because I don't, I don't see a reason why. That, why would you need it? I do this show every day, mostly. I have a course. And here's all the concepts. Here's explains everything. I don't know what I would be telling you that's, you know, that you need. That, that oh, here's an hour of my time for X amount of dollars. I feel like I'm taking something from you, right? But a lot of people need a little bit, a little bit of handholding. They like discussing stuff like that. They don't have anyone else that they know to discuss stuff, and maybe it's easier for them to understand and and have someone critique their process or something, something or other. So that's why in in the Blenders Game Theory channel, I, I'm offering you know basically private coaching in a group setting for no extra cost, no nothing, right? So it's kind of like this show, but you get to talk to me. You get the one-on-one time to talk to me. I don't. Am I special that it's worth it to do? I don't think so. But some people, but people like it. So every week or so, different times of the day, I always move it around just so it hits as many people. You just join the Zoom, right? We have anywhere from twenty to sixty. I think we've had eighty in there. It's like an hour or two, and you can just get on video with me and. What do you want to talk about? A lot of people share their screens and go, I have this process. I'm doing this. Here are my lineups of this thing. And I ask whatever the hell they want, whatever the hell you want, whatever, whatever, whatever is on your mind, whatever is part of your game, your play. We go through people's roto trackers, stuff like that. So if you join as a premium member, you, you get that. And tonight, eight o'clock PM Eastern, we're having another Discord coaching call. And I always post a form in there. There's a form in the Blenders Game Theory channel, where you just sign your name up if you want to talk via video on those calls. Just so I know, because I'm not going to I'm not gonna go into Zoom and have everyone on 80 people on video and audio. It'll be chaos. So it's like if you if you want if you want to talk and chat and whatever, just sign up on that form so I know who to unmute and who to start video on. We've done a whole bunch of them, right? I think we've done five so far. People get a lot out of it. People love them. Sometimes people are shy and don't want to talk. But the one, the ones that take advantage of it say that there's the can't believe this is part of the Roto Grinder subscription. It doesn't cost extra and nothing. I don't see the I don't I don't see the reason why it should. Personally, I think you should be able to get everything from this show, from my course, from all the content we have anyway. So it's a little extra extra value added. If for some odd reason, you want to talk to me. For some odd reason. I'm not special. So if you want to join, join, join the call tonight. I'm much nicer. I'm much nicer on the Zoom calls than, than, than this show. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit nicer. And, and those Zoom calls, they're not recorded. So, so some people have asked. It's like, oh, I'm, I've missed them. Can, is, there a, is there a replay? No replay. And that, that's not me not being nice. Oh, 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 you saw so you, why? You don't want to record them or no? Because people are, people that are, 
subscribers to Roto Grinders are giving out personal information of theirs. And unlike me, I don't mind being transparent. I don't mind being yeah, here's, here's everything of mine. I don't I don't mind. But some people don't like talking in front of other people. We are we have a close-knit group there already. But it's like, oh, well, this is going to be posted on the Roto Grunners YouTube channel, which has 100,000 subscribers or whatever, and people will watch. And they'll, oh, six months from now, someone will be, oh, I saw your video, and you're, you're a bad player or something, whatever. Whatever it is, these aren't people that like living in public necessarily. So that's why we don't record anything. So if you, whatever, whatever's in the Zoom stays in the Zoom. <clears throat> but you can always come in and listen. I mean, if you're a Roto-Grinders member, premium subscriber, you don't want to talk via audio and video. You could always just, just watch. It's a group setting. It's like going, it's like going to an AA meeting in a, in a way, right? You don't have to talk. People are there. You can just listen. Right? Monster says, I find it helpful to listen into the Zoom calls. Sometimes I come away thinking of things differently. I wouldn't have thought to ask. Okay, well, that's good. Alfonso Rigel, hey, Blender, I have a player pool question. Okay, the answer is going to be whatever the hell you want. I, I didn't even read the rest of the question. Any player is viable. So talking, we're looking about lineups. But he says, on large slates, nine plus games, have you said many times to hack down the pool using RGV as one way to start? What else should we look at? You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. I do that for, it's easier to do it that way. Then end up with a player with a, a player that you know that has a poor projection in a lineup that it's like a lot of times I don't like playing lineups. I, I would prefer to play diverse lineups rather than lineups that are extremely chalk but will have one person in it that is like wildly different. Right. So you're playing a chalk cash lineup with seven players, and then you have one guy that's projected for one percent ownership and he's poorly projected. So basically you're dropping, you know, seven points in projection and 30 points in ownership, and that's your lineup. But it's only different by one player. Well, that will happen a lot if you leave your player pool open to everything, right? You take a look on this slate or something. It's like, I'll be all the chalk, and then there'll be Dale and Bucker in there who projects for garbage. Not very good. So to prevent some of those types of lineups from coming up, I'd rather just uh, eliminate players under a certain projection, under a certain smash percentage or something. Just I don't accidentally go those types of lineups because I may not be paying attention enough to do so. So I'm not choosing players. I'm just eliminating the ones that I don't want lineups that contain any of these guys. Right now, obviously, on a two game slate, you don't have that much. I mean, you can include guys that are poorly projected because there's only so many players. But on a large slate, like I would go through, I'd go through here. Here, so I would go excluded. Let's say, let's exclude everyone. <laughs> and let's pretend it's a larger slate, okay? Like I said, on a two-game slate, you're going to have to play players that you don't you don't necessarily agree with. Like, look, look down. These are the players that are ex- ex- excluded. So I'm going to bring players back in. So I'm going to go, based on these projections, like maybe I don't play Danny Green or Isaiah Joe or Charlie Brown. I mean, look how poor these are. You got Andre Drummond here, right? So I'm going to bring in. Everyone, even even George Niang. Or maybe I don't. Maybe I cut off the line from there. So I get rid of those guys. Can I go to the Lakers? Right? Do I want to play Avery Bradley? Do I want to play Stanley Johnson? Do I want to play Taylor Horton Tucker? Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't want to get this far down. Maybe I don't mind playing Avery Bradley, but not Stanley Johnson. Maybe that's too low for me. So I add and then back and go, okay. So I don't get a lineup 
That is all the chalk except for one Stanley Johnson's in there. So I take an eight point hit. But the lineup itself is extremely chalk just with one guy. I, those lineups are much harder to win. I'd rather have four V4s. I'd rather have much different lineups that have a similar ownership sum or product than one where it's like I'm playing all 60% owned players and then one 1% owned guy. Because the only way you win with those lineups is if the 1% owned guy goes off of 40 points. If he, does, if he only puts up a, just a normal amount of points, you, you're probably not winning because the rest of your lineup is so much duplicated with the field. So I go to Minnesota. I go, okay, where's my line here? Do I want to play Jalen Noel? Do I want to play Naz Reed on this slate? Maybe I do on this slate. So I go down. I include that, but I leave off Prince Beasley and McDaniels. Here, I want to play Bielitsa for 15 minutes. Maybe I don't. Maybe I go back and I go, I don't even want to play some of the players that I already put in. Right? I look at the all. Maybe, maybe, maybe my line is I don't want to play players that aren't projected for at least uh, 20, 20, 20 uh, minutes. Right? So 12-minute Naz Reed, maybe I get rid of him. Maybe I get rid of Howard. Maybe I get rid of Noel or something, right? Whatever you want to do. Maybe I don't play Drummond. Right? Right, get rid of that. And then, okay, now here are the players I don't mind in my lines. And then you build lines from there. So I'm not picking players to add. I'm just eliminating the ones where I'm building 150 lineups. And then I have like a, a one lineup that has like some guy that projects for nine points lower than everything. But the rest of the lineup looks good. It's like, I don't want to play that guy. Like, I don't want to have that type of line. So it's easier to just exclude those guys. Like maybe Avery Bradley. Maybe there's some cutoff point. Maybe you're playing a small field, single entry GPP. Maybe you don't need these guys at the bottom. Right. You'd never be giving up this much projection. So maybe you, to make sure that you don't get those lineups, you just exclude them. You just go, OK, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play Carmelo Anthony. I'm not going to cut it off here. Maybe I turn like these zero percent smash guys. I Clay Thompson. Screw him. Maybe I get rid of Westbrook. Maybe I get rid of Anthony Edwards, LeBron James. I take a look at this. I go, maybe I get rid of Avery Bradley and go, OK. This is much better for a single entry, smaller field. Maybe I don't even play these guys. Nang, right? I get rid of Nang. I get rid of Pool. I get rid of Monk and go, okay. Maybe I don't even play Furkan Korsmas or, or, or there. I get rid of those guys. Maybe I get rid of Russell, right? And then it's like, okay, I just want to make, make a lineup based on these guys. Do whatever you want. But obviously having this player pool of just this is going to be a very chalky lineup. Right. So just take a look. You're playing only like the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, top 10 projected players. I don't even know if you could fit these guys in to one lineup. Because it'd be a very chalky line. So most likely you're not playing a lineup with just these players for a large field GPP. But for a small field, maybe you are. And you want to make it so that you don't accidentally get some guy that's, you know, poorly projecting. You're like, why is he in the line? Daniel Hutchins says, even on a two-game slate, large field GPP, there are some players not worth playing in the NBA. Yeah. But, and, and he Daniel correctly says, uh, in, in MLB, anyone with a positive projection can be played. Right. Only because in MLB, like one swing, could, 14 points, solo home run. Right. NBA, a guy that's, you know, eight minutes. What's the best case scenario for that guy? The game's a blowout. He comes in at the end and he plays... 18 minutes and hope and in the 18 minutes, he still has to get like 30 fantasy points. 
A lot of times you're just getting rid of those guys. They get them they're, they get there once in a in an 82 game season. Maybe today's the day, but a lot of times you just get rid of those guys. And a lot of times if you're playing a lineup with like seven shot guys and one like one percent on guy, that lineup is going to be duped as, as well. So I, like when, when I cut down my player pool, it's not a matter of those are the players that I like. It's more of a matter of what types of lineups am I building and what players will never make those types of lineups. So since they'll never make those types of lineups, I just remove them from the pool. So I don't, so I don't have to babysit myself. So I build a hundred lineups and I go, why am I getting three lineups with this guy? It's probably for a reason because of an ownership projection thing. But then I take a look at the lineup and it ends up being the, the, the four chalkiest players on the slate. Everyone's over 20 plus percent owned, except for that one guy that's 1% owned. My God, I don't, I don't want to play these types of lineups. Basically, you're saying, I need, I want all the chalk to smash. So that cash line is going to, the winning line is going to be really high in the GPP. And that the only way that I can win is if the chalk smashes and this one guy puts up more points than 20 other players at his position and price significantly enough where that 1% matters. That's the case. Just, just bet on a prop or something. Or take that guy and go go to the DK Sportsbook, go to BetMGM, right? Use the promo code GRINDERSBET. Do you deposit there? And bet on the prop if they have a prop or something. Bet a hundred bucks on it. Let's let's see if you can even bet a hundred bucks on it. I'd much rather have in GPPs two v twos, three v threes, four v fours, than one v ones. In large field GPPs. Okay, so I think we answered some stuff. Alex Santi says the, the parlay props. Okay, you can do that also. SGPs. Yeah, you know me. SGP. Okay. So like I said, no show tomorrow. There is no show. No show tomorrow. Someone's going to DM me. It always happens. Someone's going to mention. Someone that watches every day is going to mention. Oh, why, where's the 1105? Where's the show? It always happens. Even though I say it in the beginning, I say at the end, there's no show tomorrow. You don't see If there's no thumbnail, there's no nothing on YouTube, you don't see, oh, where to go? That, that means there's no show. But if you want to join the Zoom tonight, join the Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Join the Blenders Game Theory channel. I post the link five minutes before. So you join the Zoom 8 p.m. tonight, right? So it'll be right in between the games, right? So basketball game, 7.30, 8 o'clock, Zoom. And it'll be over by the time you could uh, switch out Patrick Beverly from your lineups, possibly. And there you go. So join us. If you're not part of the Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord, that'll take you right there. You have to be a Rotogrinders premium subscriber. You get that rotogrinders.com slash premium. You click on the link in the description of this video or podcast if you're listening. Click on that link. Get $10 off your first month. And uh, in here. So hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Thummy thumbs. Give me the thummy thumbs. Thummy thumbs. Uh, hit the, the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Grinders Live later today, even for this two-game slate. Crunch time for premium members. And uh, and I, there's no show tomorrow. Remember, no show tomorrow, but I'll see you back on Monday. Answering your DFS strategy questions, as always, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>